Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cool Mom 101. Thank you so much for tuning in. I so appreciate each and every one of you. You are all the best. Welcome to episode number 14, and we are chatting with Sophie of Hot Rich Love Your Life Bitch, which is the online destination to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. In this episode, we are chatting how to create your own hot rich career, why following your curiosities and shifting where you need to based on the information you get back can actually lead to success, why failing isn't a real thing because it can ultimately tell you important information, and why success isn't really that hard, you just need to keep showing up. Sophie is so inspiring to me and I just love her energy and the way she kind of looks at life and business and I think you are going to get so much out of this episode and I really hope you enjoy it. Thanks again for tuning in. Here's episode 14 with Sophie from Hot Rich Love Your Life Bitch. So welcome to the show Sophie. Thank you so much for being here. Really excited to be here, Cool Mom Headquarters. Yeah, yeah. We are going to jump right in to the mom fashions. Okay. So, number one, (laughs) what's the best part of being a mom? I think my favorite part of being a mom is just like seeing her complete joy and like the different ways I can make her laugh. Like, just this last week, we tickled her for the first time and just the different kinds of laughs too are so cute and like the first time I made her laugh I was meowing and hissing like a cat and she thought it was hilarious like it's just so crazy to see someone's pure joy and I don't know just those moments well so unadulterated with the kids right and I I agree I I still to this day so Leo my son is now 14 months almost and he's still laugh at really random shit okay what's the hardest lesson you've learned so far as a mom I think the hardest lesson is it's been really humbling to see how easily I can go into a bit of victim mode about the mom thing like yes we're all trying our very best yes it's really hard sometimes but even though I really work hard on my mindset and think I'm this really positive person it's been pretty humbling to see how quick I can get kind of sucked into that so that's been interesting and also I think really seeing how addicted I am to my phone (laughs) and being really conscious of that and that's been interesting and kind of scary to realize with myself so like how much you're on the phone how much I'm on the phone um how even when I want to put the phone down and I have this intention to be totally present with my daughter it's like how I'm just reaching for the phone 
even I'll put timers on and even then I'm like, I just catch myself so often. So that's just been really interesting. You kind of go from, oh yeah, I like to use my phone. Everyone uses their phone to, wow, I think I have a problem. Do I need rehab? <laughs> I actually think my cell phone use has increased. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know if it's just a symptom of a little bit of boredom, to be frank, mm-hmm. where it is kind of monotonous a lot of the time when you're yeah. at home with your young baby. Because as I'm finding, I, I swear I look at it more. Yeah. So I don't know if you found that at all. Definitely. And I think there is some like grace to have with that. Like while she's napping, if she's napping on me, it's like, you know what? Great. I, I'm able to work from my phone. So how great that I can be here napping with my baby, a privilege that not everyone has and I'm really happy to have. So yeah, I'm not going to be down on myself for being on my phone a little more. And I think also I am just straight up working more from my phone instead of my laptop. So there's that too. But at the same time, I want to make sure I'm not like on TikTok and (laughs) the TikTok hole hole and just being this a bit of a vacant robot with my child. Like I, and I also, as she gets older, I know she's going to be more aware. I think at the start, it's awesome to have your phone. It keeps you connected to the whole world. (laughs) So there's pluses and minuses. Have you experienced mom guilt? I have. You know what it is? Which is so silly. Sometimes I feel guilty leaving her with her dad. And I'm like, why? You're a parent too. And I don't, to be fair, it's not that often, but I'm really like, oh my God, thank you so much for like letting me go to this nail appointment. And then I kind of catch myself and go, no, <laughs> that's not, we're not in the fifties anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a very, it's a very different society now. We have a different relationship with ourselves, but I think I have that kind of guilt, but I am finding that it has been nice to take little breaks away and I don't feel anxious or guilty about it, but I'm just wanting to make sure everyone else feels okay with her that's looking after her. So totally. And you know what? Your baby's still super young. Yeah. So I, I'm sure that plays into it as well. Yeah. But I do remember that feeling too, where I was like, even now, sometimes I think, oh, wow, like I've left, you know, Leo with my partner Mario for hours today. Like I better make sure I'm there all day tomorrow. Exactly. Oh, that's totally yeah, it. Yeah. And I can't go out two nights in a row. No way. Even though she's asleep. I'm like, no, 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 no. I must, I must, must be, be here. Yeah. Yes. So that's a really interesting thing I'm navigating too. Yeah. So I feel that <laughs> if you could tell your, so thinking back to when you were just a brand new mom. You have a brand new baby, which is such just, it's wild, really. Uh, What is something you would tell that new mom, Sophie? I think it's funny because I told myself this before, but then Mm -hmm. I didn't really listen. It's okay to turn off your phone Mm. (laughs) and just not really respond to anyone. It's such, it's kind of like your birthday, you know, when everyone's texting you and everyone wants to come over and everyone everyone wants to celebrate this fun time. And I appreciated it so much, but I think those first few weeks, you really just, I mean, for me, I think I would have just done a bit better to not be managing everyone's congratulations and responding and all these things, I think I would have just turned off my phone or like put up a Facebook or I don't know. It seems so silly, but just something like love and appreciate you guys. We're MIA right now or something. Yeah. Like we're taking some time as we 
have become a family of yeah. three. Like, thank you for all the well wishes. We hope to see you. Yeah. In the near future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I actually said I would do that. And then I didn't. Oh, interesting. And I think for me, it felt like a lot to manage, but it was also really nice. It's nice to celebrate, but I think I could have done with a little back to the phone, a little less time texting back and fielding calls and trying to arrange when's the best time for you to drop off, whatever. It just was a lot when you're a brand new mom. Absolutely. It's okay to turn off your phone, go literally MIA, do what you need to do to cope. Totally. And just say no. Like It's yeah. okay to set the boundaries. And I totally understand that point where people, you know, they want to celebrate, they want to help you. But sometimes just the emotional labor of like trying to feel like what you're that talking about. exactly it. Field all these calls and scheduling and you don't know when the baby's going to sleep. You don't know when you're going to need to nap. And, where I also, do you... and I also felt like I was pretty good at having the boundaries, but then I also felt bad, like back to mom guilt. I felt bad having to say no a million different ways a million different times. So it's a delicate situation, uh, but that's what I would say. It's okay to turn off your phone, do what you need to do to cope. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, with you on that one. Yeah. Last question of the series. Finish the sentence. Mm-hmm. I am a badass mom and... I'm a badass mom and I'm so many other things too. I think one of my biggest fears was like losing myself in being a mom. Um, so actually, I want to actually finish that even more. I'm a badass mom. I'm so many other things, but my being a mom makes me even more of those things. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like like I, it highlights where you want to put your energy. Totally, and it's actually just made me feel. It's actually let me take my identity off of maybe career or whatever other things I was attaching my identity to. And I'm just releasing that need to like attach it to something. And I just feel like I'm just a person now and I, I'm raising a person and I'm also, I've got a career, I'm a friend, I'm a wife. Like I feel like my identity isn't really attached to anything anymore, which feels really nice. Yeah, it's so fascinating because I think, well, I definitely have this tendency to attach my identity to very external things. Me too. Right? So it was a huge learning curve, but I think it has expanded my identity in a good way and made me not need as much external validation because I was noticing. So when you go from working full time your job is a little different than mine because I was always in an office setting, but similar probably, you probably get this too, where clients are always, you know, giving you feedback Mm -hmm. saying they love working with you. Mm -hmm. So it's like constant. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you're like, okay, this is me. This is who I am. This is, um, this is why I'm good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And so then I think to go from having a lot of that to none Mm -hmm. was a huge shock to, to my system. Yeah. But I do feel like now that I've, you know, taken some time, but I feel way better about just who I am outside of anything external. Yeah. So I, I have had, had that feeling too. Which is funny because I think, and I'm sure a lot of people still feel this way, but I think before it was really, oh, you have a baby and your whole identity gets wrapped up in being a mom. And I think that's what I was scared of. And I think maybe that for our past generations, that has been a really common thing. But I think it's a little different now. But yeah, it's been a nice shift. Totally. 
switching gears. I would love to hear, uh, for those who don't know Sophie yet, hear a little bit about your business. So what is it? Uh, What is it and how you started it and how it's kind of evolved? Yeah, it's really evolved many times. Um, I love that though. And I think it's cool to share that you don't have to kind of... It's not speaking a about, tattoo, yeah. <laughs> speaking about like identity too, it can you know it can mold and shift over time. So yeah, so I founded this company, Love Your Life, bitch, and essentially what it is is it's an online destination for you to get the tools to get from where you are to the woman that you want to be. And I think that we mainly focus on helping you create your own career because that has been. To be fair, the biggest shift in my life in, in terms of getting from where I, I was to the woman that I want to be is being able to choose myself, choose my own career, really create something totally custom for me. And I just love helping other people do that too. And we're in such a powerful time right now um, with social media, with the internet, with society, where especially women, especially moms, <laughs> we really it's like this new wave of feminism. Like before we're trying to be equal and be in the workforce. And now, now we get to actually just create it on our own and do it however we want to do it. If you want to have, go to an office and have your own thing, you can do that. If you want to stay at home with your kids, you can do that or your dog, whatever. And that's, yeah, that's what the company is. It's giving people the tools um, to do that. So it's a bit of personal development. It's a, it's a lot of marketing. It's a lot of business stuff. And yeah, we just help people take an idea and monetize it and grow it. But also work on your mindset and your right. confidence. Because as you know, too, starting your own business is really like, it's like a Tony Robbins seminar every day of your life. <laughs> totally. <sighs> so yeah, just supporting people along with that. And how that started was... Essentially, it's a it's an interesting name for a business, and I had this motto that I heard someone say once: "It was you're just hot, you're rich, just love your life, bitch." And that was everything I wanted to be as a person, as a woman. And I didn't feel that way at the time, and so I let that be my guiding light. And I think when I graduated university and had this corporate career, which was really great, however. I didn't feel hot, rich, love your life, bitch. I didn't feel like on fire at work. And I definitely didn't feel rich. Like I felt like, okay, I'm going to get a 10% raise off my $40,000 salary. Like when is this going to end? You know what I mean? Totally. Like, where, yeah. like what is this going to look like? But more than anything, I, I just didn't feel like confident in what I was doing, which is totally normal. I think when you're starting your career, but I had been there about four or five years and I just felt uh, like just something, something wasn't right. right. Yeah. And I think like if you're listening and you just feel like this isn't right for me, I have an urge to do something else, whatever that is, follow those urges. I just had this urge to like create and put things online. And I really just wanted to like create these courses and do these different things. And I don't think everyone has that urge. So you just need to follow your urges because that's what it was for me. Really cool. I actually, this reminds me of a kind of conversation I've been hearing out in the world that I really liked is this idea that you can follow your kind of curiosities exactly, and your little interests. So if there's something that's kind of 
you know, nagging you. Like you said, for you, it was, I want to create things. Mm -hmm. I felt like putting things online. You liked that kind of branding situation where you just wanted to get into these things. So I think it's really stressful when you think, oh, it has to be my passion that I do for my work. Mm -hmm. And I think I was struggling so much with that because I'm like, well, I don't have this one like passion that I'm going to share with everyone. It's like, I'm more like that. I I get curious about something and I'm like, okay, let's explore that. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. And that actually held me back for so many years too, because I was, I I wasn't, I I didn't have this one thing like, okay, I'm going to go, I didn't know I'm going to go online and teach people how to start a business or I'm going to go online and do personal development. I actually didn't know that's what I was going to do. It was just following all these. I had many blogs. I had probably three Mm -hmm. different blogs while I was in my corporate job and none of them really took off, but I just kept kind of going and then going, okay, that's not it. Let's shift a bit. That's not it. Let's shift a bit. And I still do that in my business now. Okay. That was good for then. Now let's shift a little bit. So it's been interesting. And I think what I want to say to anyone listening is you can literally create a career out of anything online. There is a community that you can create based on your different curiosities and interests. Mm -hmm. And it is really just like taking action with some of those curiosities that you get more and more clear. Like I started so many businesses, like started and you could say failed, but I didn't let it stop me. I just kept Mm -hmm. showing up and going, okay, being the wedding, like I took a wedding planning certification because I thought maybe I'll do that online hated that decided <laughs> I don't want to do that I don't even want to plan a big wedding for myself so, it so kind why of would I want to do it for yeah why would I want to do that for others yeah I started like online stores I was like oh me I'll design t-shirts uh I'll do this I'll do that I did so many things and every time I did something I just was like okay I was curious about that now I can cross it off the list totally and then you just keep going and Somehow I've cobbled together this career and anyone can do that. And I think that's what's really cool. And that's what I want people to know. Totally, That's so awesome though. And I think that's something I really admire about you is as you can hear from what Sophie's been saying, it's like you didn't take those quote unquote failures as like, okay, maybe I should just pack up shop and go back to a corporate job. And maybe this, you know, isn't right. It's like you have to kind of keep going and not look at those things necessarily as failures, but as they're just telling you something. It's just some more information. That's exactly it. I basically act like a scientist. Like there's a solution. I feel like there's a solution to this because I know I just like that motto, hot, rich, love your life, bitch. I know in my gut and my soul, like that's how I'm meant to feel. That's how everyone listening is meant to feel your own version, like whatever makes you feel that I'm not meant to feel like I'm messing up at work every day and there's nowhere for me to go. And it's physically like painful to get out of bed. That's not how life is meant to feel. And that's not like, and I think a lot of people think, Oh, this is just how it is. You just hate your job. And no, there's something for you. You have talents and gifts that you have been uniquely given and you're meant to explore that stuff. So just do that. So I just knew I, I've just got to keep going. Like there's something inside of me that wants to come out and I'm not going to ignore it. And I ignored it for so many years, like eight years. I did nothing about this name. I had all those other blogs. I had the URL for this you had um, hot rich. Yeah, I purchased it when I was like 22 
And I, even when I heard it when I was 18, I like put, I was like, that's something. It's stuck with you. It's stuck with me. So that's interesting. That's my motto. Like, I'm going to do that as a book or a community or something. But I, it was so close to my heart that I was like, oh, I'm just going to like mess around with these other ideas first. And it was only after crossing all that stuff off the list, crossing off the wedding planning, the eyebrow waxing boutique, the t-shirt store, the couture doll company. I was like, so many crazy things. It was like, okay, we're done. I'm going to have to do something with this idea. It's not going away. And if if I don't do anything about it, someone else is going to. So Mm. yeah, that's how you get there. So cool. And so, like I said, so good to hear that story all the way through where it's like, listen to all the things that you've tried. Yeah. Like, but it's good. I know. And I could say like, wow, you're like, you're a real failure. I could look at my past and go, you don't know Get anything it together. about, you don't know anything about online business. Like, what do you know? But I, was just, I just knew that I was learning something every time. So, yeah. Okay. Being your little scientist of your own life. That's yeah. what you got to do. Be a scientist. Be yeah. your life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this brings me to, you have a course. I was going to ask you about what's next for Hot Rich because yeah. we've talked a little bit about what has happened kind of in the past and all these kind of iterations. So I know you have actually a free course right now. Yeah. So you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So I have this free course that we just put out last week and it's called Insta brand mm-hmm. because I wanted to help people feel like they can get started instantly. Something I hear. And if you're listening and you've ever felt this, like, Oh, I need to have like this money to invest to start something or, Oh, I need to wait for, uh, I have the right time. Like maybe I take my three weeks vacation and I can put mm-hmm. together a brand or do this and do that. I just want people to know like, you don't need to have it all figured out. You have something to start now. And like, I want to help you get started in a couple days. So we launched this course to help people instantly create a brand using Instagram. So it's all totally free and you just get really clear on, okay, what can I talk about? What's my purpose with this? Mm-hmm. What I want to do and just get started. Cause that's what I want people to do more than anything. Like you don't need to know exactly the right path. It'll be unveiled to you, but just get started. So it's really for someone who, whether you want to find your purpose or passion, like the elusive passion, Mm -hmm. whether you want to just like post with a bit more purpose, whether you want to start like a community or a brand or a company, whatever the course, it's really quick four days. It'll help you get started. So definitely recommend everyone checks it out. It's bit.ly slash L Y L V Insta brand. And I'm sure awesome. we'll, the link yeah. as well. we'll link it in the show notes for everyone. Yeah. And then from there, I, it's great to have people getting started with that. And then actually this whole year we're releasing all these amazing like bite sized courses mm. on different areas. Like, okay, now, okay, you've got your Insta brand, like you've instant mm-hmm. created your brand. Now what? Like, what content do you create? We've got a course on how to create amazing content. Okay, now I want to get into maybe building my email list. Okay, we've got mm. a course on that. Okay, now I want to launch a product or an ebook or something. Okay, we've got a course on that. So we're going to have all these amazing bite-sized courses that anyone can take and just... Because that's really how you do it. Build it bit by bit. I think people get really overwhelmed with like the whole behemoth. A plan. Like a business, a business plan. Oh yeah, making a business plan. 
I, these days, it is really about just like getting the momentum, getting started. You're going to get the confidence as you move forward. Everything's going to make sense. There's no one way to do it. So we really wanted to like let it be like a little bento box, if you it's will. Like, like it's a la carte. So it's like, exactly. and the things, it sounds like the things that you need help with. So you might be someone who, you know, is great on your Instagram already, exactly. but you're curious about like, like you said, the, how do I build my email list? Yeah. Like how do I make a, like, how do I make a little mini course online? Like I just want people to be able to do that without having to buy the whole cow. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And is that something you kind of just from working with lots of clients over the years, have you kind of just said, Oh, I think that sometimes people don't need from steps A to Z, they just need like C and J. Like Yeah, and that, exactly, because I have the big behemoth of mm-hmm. a business course. Like I have that. And then, um, I yeah, working with clients, it's like sometimes having all those steps in front of them overwhelms them. So yeah, just having it bit by bit. I just want more than anything like people to get in action because it's very powerful to get into action. You build the confidence and that's the also the overwhelming thing a lot of people they don't even realize how insecure or vulnerable mm. they feel starting business or it, it, it's again it's tony robbins seminar or something like that every single day so it messes with people's heads and i just want to make it easier for people just like okay get started with this get started with this get started with this a little less intimidating super yeah that's great yeah your career, we just chatted about, mm-hmm. you have built it yourself and kind of made it look the way you want it to look. Mm-hmm. So now you've added a baby into the mix. <laughs> yeah. So how are you adjusting to life as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. who primarily works from home yeah, totally. and then also raising your baby? Well, it's actually really cool. I, I actually think this is the thing I'm so proud of myself for is like, I'm so proud of myself that I put this together and then had the baby because it's really like being an entrepreneur is in a lot of ways. If you do it a certain way, it's really built for a mom. Like it's amazing. Um, so I'm so happy that I get to be at home with her primarily and I get to, you know, work at night or work whatever I want. But that said, it's definitely been an adjustment period. Like, of course I cannot work the way I did before the baby. Like mm-hmm. I worked a lot cause I love my, I love what I do. I, I have so many ideas. So no, I can't sit in front of the computer for hours on end. It's definitely made me be a lot more present with my work a lot, um, more powerful with the time that I do have and it also has been really good to like be very what is the word I'm looking for just be relentless with outsourcing stuff that does not need Mm. my immediate attention like I literally wrote out a list of all of the tasks that I do like in my business and all the tasks that need to be done and then put like i I just circled the things that I absolutely must do. I need, like, I need to be the one who maybe records an audio or a video or something. But editing that video, uploading that video, transcribing that, like, none of that stuff needs to be done by me. And there's a lot of times where before I'm like, oh, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. It's easier. Totally. But having the baby has made me realize 
has made me realize how much I was standing in the way of mm. the business's growth. So now it's really about getting systems and processes together. And that's a process. So we're <laughs> in the process of getting the systems and processes together um, to make it a lot easier to have things offloaded. And we're growing our team and I have a really great assistant and a few other like contractors, but that's been the biggest blessing is like, okay, I think this business might actually grow a lot more now that I'm getting out of the way. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Getting in your own way. Totally. Those are some great tips. Uh, as I was going to ask you if you had any tips for moms who are entrepreneurs and possibly working from home as well. Mm -hmm. So she just said, um, outsource where you can. Yeah. Um, any other specific yeah, tips? Yeah, outsource where you can. Like, start getting some kind of, almost like a, a business Bible for your own business in place with all of the systems and, like, mm. the processes. Almost so, like, if anyone came in, you could they could jump in and know exactly what to do. And then I think also for me... It is just having that, you kind of, well, you need to have like that set time to work mm -hmm. for yourself. So we're trying right now where I have a solid 12 hours a week of work and we like schedule it. We, and it's really great. My husband has a flexible schedule, but even mm -hmm. if he didn't, I would set something up so that someone or he does, or I, I have a, like different Right now we're doing like three days of four hours. I was going to say a few like hours for a few days kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. A solid time so that you can really focus. Yeah, exactly. I think you you just need that. It's good to be able to take your mat leave and take your time. But mm -hmm. when you want to get back to work, you you need and you deserve to have that solid time. So Absolutely. Um, that's been really good. Having a joint family calendar is very, very important. Very good. Very good tip. <laughs> and yeah, if you're someone who's not scheduling things, like it's start, start yeah, and just <laughs> stick start. to it. Yeah. I think it's that idea too of, you know, really showing up for yourself and your needs. And one of them is for you. It's like, you need to have those scheduled times Yeah, and you deserve to have that. Like yeah. those scheduled times where you can really get down to business and not have to worry like, is you're trying to do all the baby naps. Well, what yeah. if the baby wakes up an hour before you thought they would? Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I think there's that. It's have the schedule, but then also give yourself grace with the schedule. Be free to adjust things. Like, yeah, sometimes the baby freaking needs you and you had your work schedule. So move some things around. Again, the schedule's not a tattoo. Like, you can schedule <laughs> some things. It's okay. We can yeah. move them around. Yeah, exactly. So... I would say those are my top Great tips. tips. And then yep. just ha make sure you have a team. like People team, to lean on. People yeah. to lean on. A team with your partner. A team. Like, you can't, as a mom, you can't do everything alone. Oh, so gosh, no. Out, like, get the food delivered. Like, whatever you need to do to yeah. make it run a bit more smoothly and so that you're not taking everything on. Absolutely. Something I really like about you and is your take on and your attitude kind of around the haters? Oh, the haters. Yeah, because yeah. I think you have a good um, philosophy around that. So can you kind of share yeah, that with us? Totally. So one of the things that I hear so many women like fearful of and for myself when I started was, oh, I don't want to put myself out there because what if I get hater comments or what? If, and sometimes the haters are like family members or friends. Like you don't want to deal with it. 
And I think my philosophy around um, haters is actually developed from me being a past hater. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and I know like haters, people who hate, like have hate inside their heart and they don't really hate anyone more than themselves. So someone who's lashing out online, whether they're lashing out online, leaving a nasty comment on a post you put out there, or they are being rude to you at your family dinner, like kind of insulting your business idea or your blog or whatever it is, those people don't have power over you. They are hurting themselves, so like you have to have compassion for them. But more than anything, and it's not to say, oh, hate, like, haters have no there's no validity in anything they say sometimes there is and here's the thing some no one can say anything that hurts no one can say something that makes you feel any type of way that you don't already feel inside yourself so if they're triggering something that's just an opportunity for you to go okay i gotta work on that like one of the first one of the very first hater comments I got, because I used to have this video, I used to do YouTube videos even before my business now, mm -hmm. and people were like, oh my God, your voice literally sounds like it's been deep fried. Because there's a thing called vocal fry. It's, mm -hmm. very, it's very common. It's when a lot of women in North America would do this, how can I, uh, like that thing with your voice. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize that I did that. So it hurt to he see it said so many times. I was getting so many comments on this video, people insulting my voice. And I could go, oh, they're just haters. They're just jealous. But no, I was actually, I took it as an opportunity to go, okay, I'm going to work on that. And even I got this comment, and I think this is where you saw this. I got this comment from someone really going in on me about having the word bitch in my business name. Mm -hmm. And not in a constructive way. Like she was just, it was just very wild and hate-filled and she was totally misunderstanding what I was trying to put down but I looked at that number one someone who's going around leaving these comments online I mean what's going on in your life girl I feel sad you know I, I wish you a better day and a better life it's fine however I thought well clearly I'm not being clear enough what this is about so I use it as an opportunity to like create content and I think that's what you can do. That's what you can do with anything in your life. A hater, a hard time, whatever, is use it as an opportunity to help yourself and help others. A really great quote that I often quote from Real Housewives is <laughs> the purpose of your pain is to communicate it in a way that emancipates you and empowers others. So if you find something that's triggering you, if someone's hating on you and it's making you feel sad about yourself or making you feel um, like you can't move forward, just work on that. Like it's an opportunity for you to work on. You don't have to let it like kick you down. Go do a Google search, figure out how to deal with when you're, you've got jealousy or, um, if someone's insulting your way, like how to be confident or if someone's insulting the way you look or what you're doing, or maybe you've seen scammy or something like go investigate that and then share with your audience. Cause like what's personal is universal what you're feeling like other people are feeling too so the second you release it and like face it it doesn't have power over you so that's how that's how i look at them haters <laughs> i love it so for everyone use the haters for good good forces and good content and good content there you content. go i was really curious to ask you as well we kind of were talking about this 
a week ago or so. And this idea kept coming up for me and I saw you talk about it. I was like, perfect. So the idea around discipline Mm -hmm. and kind of what does that look like for you or mean to you? Yeah, totally. So one of my favorite things to do is watch reality TV. (laughs) But my second favorite thing to do is actually stalk and study the friends of the reality stars. Mm -hmm. So someone that I was stalking for a while was Kim Kardashian's friend or friend of the Kardashians, Lauren Rittinger. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know who she is. Yeah. So they live, if you've ever watched Kardashians and they're on someone's yacht in New York or someone's like, they have this, this crazy all white penthouse in New York and this big house in Miami. They're, um, they created an MLM called market America, mm-hmm. which like, that's pretty badass to be like the creator of the MLM. So I was studying her and reading some interview with her and she said something really interesting because these people are super effing successful if anyone's listening. She said, success isn't actually that hard. You just have to show up. You'll be shocked at how many people don't show up. And that really stuck with me. And I also just kind of look back at my life and thought everything that I have succeeded at, it's not because... Or anything that most people have succeeded at. It's not because they're the most talented, the most special, the most connected, the most anything. Oftentimes, they just kept showing up and other people dropped off. And I have to even say with my business, it's not that I am that special or anything. It's like I just keep staying in the game. And that's really what you have to do is just stay in the game. And the same with the failures that we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. It's... I just kept staying in the game. Something that I think a lot of people live by is it's all or nothing, all or nothing. Mm. But for me, something I live by is something is everything. (laughs) So something is everything. And I've applied that to healthy eating, um, working out, quitting like bad habits. I used to smoke like, no, yeah, I used to smoke like something like that is not hot and rich. That's not hot and rich, (laughs) but like just cutting back little by little or whatever something is everything and that's the same with my business it had there it's not always going to be full force I feel motivated I feel amazing oh my god like let's do this it's not like that there have been times and periods of my business and my life where it's like I just gotta do the bare minimum right now but gotta get by and I just gotta get by and that's the same I think as a mom it's like Okay, I can't work out the way I used to, but something is everything. So whether I start a Pilates routine on my TV with my baby in front of me, but five minutes later she needs me to nurse her and I have to stop, doesn't matter. Something is everything. I'm proud of myself for doing a little bit. So that's something that I live by. And I also know like things aren't going to happen unless you show up. And I'm all about like micro improvements. So just like Mm -hmm. walk before you run. But you've also got to get out of bed or get off the couch, like, to walk. So walk. And I think growing up, I used to be like, it was all or nothing. And I lived my life that way for so many years. And even, like, when I was little, I wanted to be a ballerina and take ballet. Mm. But I was so PO'd when I got to, when my parents enrolled me in ballet class. And I couldn't do the point shoes right away. So Yeah, because you, you need to take a while to do point shoes. Yeah, so <laughs> I gave up. I didn't stick with it. I didn't just, like stick with it and see and I did that with so many things my whole life I lived by all or nothing like growing up as a kid and that got me literally nowhere to be honest so something is everything just show up 
every day it's gonna you'll ramp up eventually and yeah that's what it's really all about for me yeah that's great I think it's that idea for me of like progress over perfection too yeah it's like like you were talking about that idea where it's you got to keep taking the actions it's not gonna be over here at perfection and that's okay yeah Mm. and however on that note too it's like if something's not working do something different like everything is figure outable so go do a google search find a different way but keep showing up Mm -hmm. show up to your yoga mat show up to your workout show up to a better looking plate (laughs) healthy (laughs) food like show up online every day whatever it is that you're working towards that matters in your life just show up in some small way every day and something that can be like tangible for those of you listening is like it make an action for yourself towards your goals that it takes 20 minutes or less that day like make it so specific so like you can do it in 20 minutes or less and that's you that's discipline that's showing up and you're gonna have like 20 minutes 365 days a year you're gonna be eons ahead of where you would have been if you're just like waiting for the perfect moment waiting for the motivation to be disciplined so absolutely yeah That is a really great thing to keep in (laughs) mind for everything because it goes across whether it's being a mom, whether it's your business. Well, I've definitely felt it with being a mom too. It's like, I've got to be disciplined to fight for my identity outside of being a mom. Like I've got to be, I've got to be disciplined with myself and it makes me feel good. So that's amazing. I want to wrap everything up here and say thank you so much for being here. It's been such a pleasure, and I think you had so much great information to share. I'm going to listen to it again, get some more great insights. So thank you so much for being here. Awesome. Welcome. Last couple questions. Yes, last couple questions. Final questions. Okay. Thinking over the last couple weeks, what has been your biggest mom win and your biggest mom fail? So my biggest mom win is actually yesterday. My daughter has, my daughter's six months old, but she has so much hair. And I actually cut her bangs yesterday. No, and you I did, did it. a pretty good job. Like they're not straight across or anything like that. Like they're just, you know, it's like a layered bang, a layered side part bang. Like a fringe. A fringe. How beautiful. Yeah. So I'm really proud of myself for doing that. And I think biggest mom fail over the last couple of weeks, um, there was definitely a moment the other night where I was alone and she really wasn't have like I think she was maybe starting to teeth, but I didn't even know <coughs> sorry. Didn't even know to know what it was yet? I didn't know what it was yet and she couldn't go to sleep and I, at a certain point, I just kind of went to this dark side of my mind, and I put her in the crib, and I like laid on the floor and cried for a bit. <laughs> we both cried for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but and is that a fail? I don't know if that's a funny fail. It's fine. But it definitely felt like a moment where I went to the dark side and went, oh, I'm not good enough as a mom. I'm not good enough as a business person. I'm not good enough as a wife. Like, you kind Who of... Who am I? Who am yeah. I? What am I good enough for? <laughs> like, it's not a fail. It's just a moment. But yeah, a moment. that moment. Um, I've had quite a few of those I types of moments. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just for everyone listening, I think if you don't talk about it with others, you might think you're the only person who has... He's like, they're not meltdowns. Yeah, like a mini meltdown where I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, and I think it's okay to have those meltdowns. Like, go, like, and I think almost go all in, like, have your hissy fit. And then I literally imagine myself, like, like, picking myself up, shaking myself, giving myself a little loving bitch slap, 
I'm just going, girl, like you're focusing on what you don't want. What do you want? How do you want to feel? And just that question, refocusing on, okay, I want to feel like confident and like I've got it together and I'm balanced. Like, okay, how can you do that? Just kind of coaching myself. Absolutely. It can do wonders. And kind of getting you out of, out of that dark zone. Yeah. You can always shake yourself out of that dark zone. So, but of course, also if you're finding a hard time listening, if you're having a hard time doing that, obviously talk with someone, um, professionally if you want but yes yeah I think the point is though that most moms that I've talked to or we've probably both talked to do have those moments and I think some amount is within the realm of like normal whatever that means yeah um but I think it it is something that a lot of us experience but mm-hmm. you're exactly right if it's something that like it feels too hard to ever kind of yeah. get yourself out of it then that could be something a yeah, more serious exactly, exactly. Yeah. so you know, know yourself, take care of yourself, but also just, it's normal to have a meltdown. It's not normal to feel bad all the time. Like terrible. Yeah. Like don't tolerate that for yourself. You deserve, there's a a way out. Yeah. You deserve more than that. Thank you so much again, Sophie. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. I'm officially cool mom certified. Yeah, you are. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.